Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A. from Frigid, Colorado this morning, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, we're also going to read from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter titled, We Agnostics. We're on page 50. On to the fourth paragraph. We're going to begin with, here are thousands of men and women, and we're going to read four sentences. Yep, four, count them. They end with, they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Today's readers is Team Thursday. We have the 12 steps with Joni C., the 12 traditions with Judy N., our readers of the text are Nancy C., closing reader Barb W., our backup reader is Martha Z., our newcomer greeter um, in between is Anne A. And second hour moderator, thank you, Nancy, for doing that. The reference number for yesterday, which is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Get your pen. Here we go. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording, 19,772. That's 19772. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Big Book Study Recording, is 19,773, 19773. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations always not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery to the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So our sole purpose here is, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from, oh gosh, hold on, my script stopped. (laughs) People who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. Thank you, God. Bailed me out there. All right. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Joni. Good morning, Jen. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered but not cured. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to 
to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I will now ask Judy N. to read the 12 traditions. This is Judy N. from Maryland, living one day at a time in recovery. The 12 traditions, number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thanks, Joni C. and Judy N. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. We do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you're going to press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, you're going to let us know by saying pass. And then you'll press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except for the speaker should be muted. Well, here we go. Today we're going to resume our study of the chapter We Agnostics. We're in the big book, page 50, fourth paragraph down, and we're only reading four sentences and commenting on that today. Take it away, Nancy C. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thank you for your service. I'm Nancy C. I'm gratefully recovered this morning visiting family in Bethesda, Maryland. 
Here are thousands of men and women who, worldly indeed, they flatly declared that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude towards that power, and to do certain simple things, there has been a revolutionary change in the way of living and thinking. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure of the human resources, they found a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Oh my God, I can't wait to hear this meeting. It's going to rock. Um, I'm really humbled to be able to lead off the meeting today. And, um, you know, this meeting in the last couple of weeks has been just so amazing with how the agnosticism is in each one of us and how we each come to our own way of finding power greater than ourselves. And it's that power that leads us to that power, right? But it's having to go through the utter despair that um, has been teed up so far in the book where I thought I had all the power, you know, and I had none of that power. And when I actually did start to believe that there was a power greater than me, that, and I took that certain attitude of really being humble and surrendering totally to saying my way didn't work. When I think about past Christmases, when all I thought about was the food and what I was going to get, I gave out gifts just to give them out like candy, but it was what was in it for me, right? My whole attitude this year is totally different because I've had a revolutionary change, like they're talking here. What is revolution? That is a really involving a complete or dramatic change. My heart has been changed from one of despair, looking for my answer in food and all about me and what I could get out of life to really following a few simple things, which is believe in God, clean my house, go through the steps of this program, and then help other people. There is nothing better that I can find today than the power of peace, happiness, and sense of direction that flows through me as a result of these steps. And here in step two, they're telling me that if I do believe in that power and follow what these hundred people did, that I can find that power and I can have a life beyond my wildest dreams. And all I have to do is a few simple things. You know, if I wholeheartedly, if I with certainty say I'm going to do this and put everything into that, that power, that plug into the wall of that power that's not me is totally revolutionary. And it's changed everyone on this line. It's changed everyone who's believed in the big books um, of Alcoholics Anonymous that we now read for Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I also give a shout out to this, um, this meeting because I think this was a rev revolutionary change for everyone who gets on this meeting that picks up these few simple rules and follows it to a life beyond their wildest dreams. I thank everybody who's on this line today, everybody who shared, everybody who has helped me in my recovery, and I can't wait to hear the amazing shares that are going to happen today. Thanks, Jen. With that, I pass. Amazing. Thanks so much, Nancy C. Awesome paragraph today, or awesome four lines we're going to read. And we do value everyone's experiences here with us on the line this morning. 
We're going to ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So with one person at a time, to the best of our ability, who would like to share on what was read today? Give me your name. Nessa R. Rick J. I heard Nessa and I heard Rick. And I heard Rick. Anne Marie K. Anne Marie K. Anne Marie. Anne Marie. Anita J. Anita J. Muted. Janice Reva P. Janice. Janice. What was your? Um, what was your? S like sunshine. Sunshine. Thank you. And then okay. I got Reva P. Thank you. P. And then okay. I got Reva P. Okay. That's okay. good for now. That's good for now. If you guys will go ahead and read you your line, we're getting an echo. We're getting an echo. Perfect. Muted. All right. Let me tell you. We're muted. Okay. Let me tell you who I have this morning. Thanks, everybody. We have Nessa R. Followed by Rick J, Anne Marie K, Anita J, Janice S, and Reva P. And we will take another list of people after them. So if I didn't catch your name this morning, um, you'll have another opportunity. Nessa R, go right ahead. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for you. This is Nessa R, recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. It's so nice to be able to share, having shared in such a long time. Uh, and this is an awesome paragraph which I, I take to heart because I had the belief that once I was recovered, everything would be, um, I don't know, uh, rainbows and unicorns and roses, and my life would be perfect, and I would have no problems, and, you know, I would live happily ever after. Well, actually, that part is true. I am living happily ever after, but the first part is not true. You know, I still have challenges. I still have problems. actually the same challenges and problems that I had before recovery, um, but, you know, in the face of collapse and despair, it tells me that there's still going to be um, collapse and despair. Sorry, my timer is kind of going weird out there. Um, but the difference is not in my circumstances. The difference is in my attitude towards my circumstances. Um, and this attitude it has been transformed by my working this, these steps as outlined here in entire abstinence, and then God has transformed the way I think. You know, if I had to do it all myself, like how can I change the way I think? I don't know a different way to think. But, but the steps teach me a new paradigm. And when I practice these steps in all of my affairs, when I practice this, this, this way of life in all my affairs, my thinking is transformed. And when my thinking is transformed, I see, I see my life and my circumstances so totally different. Uh, and not only that, um, part of transformation is that now I know, as the previous speaker said, I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not the one in charge of um, making everything better making everything different. God is in charge, and I trust and rely on God that whatever he sends my way is intended for a good purpose in my life, and I can deal with that no matter how hard it is. Um, you know, and I, I would say all in all, I've lived a very benign life, and yet I have, I have been weighed down by all the things that were not going my way. 
Uh, that's not the case anymore. I mean, a lot of things are still not going my way, but it doesn't matter anymore because I'm going with God's flow. I'm not going against God's flow, which is, which is what I was doing before. And it's just, it's impossible. I mean, it doesn't matter how hard I try again to go against God's flow. God's going to win every single time. So it's a lot easier, a lot le- less wear and tear on myself to go along with his plans for my day. It's no longer my will for God. It's okay, God, what is your will for me? And grant me the, the, the ability, help me be flexible to adjust my expectations, my little plans and designs to conform with yours. And then all the stuff that's happening around me, my circumstances, my challenges, everything becomes, becomes manageable because it's not me managing, it's God managing and me doing his work. And that can only would have been possible to this amazing program of recovery in my past. Thank you so much, Nessa R. Up next, we have Rick J, Rick J followed by Anne-Marie K. Good morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thank you for your service. Uh, Rick J, I'm recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. And you know, I love this paragraph, and I, too, get really excited about hearing all the other shares. You know, for me, it's because this uh, – this belief in a power that was my certain attitude toward that power was to just come to believe in it. And I got to choose whatever that power was for me and then access that power by, you know, following um, a few simple things, right. Uh, to do a certain thing, a step um, that really transformed me into one of those, you know, like saying I'm agnostic because I had this belief system in place that um, if I couldn't believe in the God of your understanding, then I felt I was agnostic. And I realized that I am simply choosing a power I believe in and that I trust in, and I'm willing to do that. So it was a shift in my thinking. Because I I just set aside everything that made me who I was, made me that pissed off, angry, defiant, agnostic. And I used to go to meetings and, you know, say things like, I don't know about all this God bullshit, but if I, you know, if I don't come to these meetings, I'm going to relapse. And, um, you know, when it was pointed out to me that I already had a belief in place the power greater than me and the beginning was simply the, the recovery and the fellowship and the connection that other people had in their own recovery and their own transformation. And I came to believe in that. I saw that that power was real and I just made a decision to just, you know what? I can believe in that. And it was a starting place. And if I am truly just having an attitude toward a power that I am making a decision to believe in it, you know, it starts somewhere, and that process of coming to believe is just something that I can do all the time. All I had to do was just set aside my own old ideas of what a god was, what being an agnostic was. So really for me, it's like I, I could say I'm agnostic you know, because I might not believe in your belief system, but if I'm truly – choosing my own conception of a God and my understanding of power greater than me that I believe in, I cannot, for me, can't be agnostic because I'm believing in something. This whole 
chapter realigned. It just re shifted it. Everything came into being for me that I could look at this and know that I am actually just like everybody else. I am powerless. If I'm powerless, then I have the next place in my recovery needs to be where I'm connected to power. So I knew I was powerless. I came to believe in a power greater than me to be willing to just believe in something bigger in me and just let it go from there and to trust in it and as soon as i did that everything it said this revolutionary change in everything in my living my thinking my attitude everything shifted you know because i was in the face of collapse and despair and total failure of everything i had i was powerless that's Can what please? power is for me and i'm so grateful to be connected to this power that i truly believe in today with that i pass thanks rick up next is Anne Marie K followed by Anita J. Welcome, Anne Marie. Anne Marie, press star one. Okay, I can't hear you yet, Anne Marie K. We're gonna go on to Anita J and then I'll circle back after Anita J for you again. We'll yeah, try Marie. again. This is Anne Marie. Oh, oh, perfect, Anne Marie. Thanks so much. Yep, go right ahead. Something went wrong there. Okay, anyway, I'm Anne Marie Kay. Thank you so much this morning for your sweet service, and you always sound so happy in the morning. Lovely to hear you all. Thank you so much. I'm in Pennsylvania, and I'm so grateful to be able to read from this because you know, um, I always love when people pick out words in this in our readings, and you know, the word today that really jumps out to me is revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. And, you know, uh, I love this chapter, We Agnostics, because I just sit and marvel at the things I used to think (laughs) that I thought were so true about myself, and that was that I was an agnostic because, well, for so many reasons, and I had no idea what it really meant. I just thought I did. But then again, it comes about with contempt prior to investigation, which is the other thing that I just love about this chapter, reading the spiritual awakening. And uh, today, when I think about those things that I thought before, I realize looking up the word revolution and revolutionary was constituting or bringing about a major change, a way of thinking and visualization that's different. And that is everything that has changed for me. I just, like so many others, thought it could not happen to me. Every time I heard the word change in relationship to my relationship with food, I was out the door. Just give me the diet. Let me know what I need to do. And I certainly, certainly, as many have said before me, didn't think that God could help me with this. I always thought it had to be more willpower. There was something wrong with me, but I'm not going to admit that because I'm strong and I'm going to do this. Well, you know what? Never say never. I've learned that today because a power greater than me has brought me to sanity. And again, the food is just a symptom. What I love today is that the acceptance of life, living it on life's terms, Lord, I just didn't get it. What was the problem? And it's okay today because 
You know, everything about this program and the steps teaches me as I need to learn it, what I have to do. And every time I pick up the phone or every time I say yes and I'll be your sponsor, I'm taught exactly what I have to do to be able to keep this revolutionary change that has happened within me, but not by my power. It's my powerlessness that brings about that revolutionary change. And each day, I just can't, you know, I, it, I, I know I keep saying it. You know, you come for the vanity, stay for the city. How insane I was and didn't have any idea that I was insane. <laughs> oh, Lord. It, it, you know, I just love this program. It's all I can say. I love all the people. I love the lessons I learn every day by being able, because I'm retired, to go to as many meetings and hear as many people as I do talk about this amazing, amazing change that can happen if we are only willing to become powerless. And with that, I'm going to say, everybody, have a great day, unless you have other plans, and I can't wait to hear the rest of you share. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks so much, Anne-Marie Kay. Up next, we have Anita J., followed by, uh, I think it's Janice S. I wrote it fast. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi, Anita. Good morning. We got you. Go right ahead. Good. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. I am... I think the, I'm Anita J. I live in Massachusetts, and um, I think the two first changes in me was learning how to say thank you, which I just suddenly didn't do to you, thanking you for your service and all the previous. I never could say thank you. And the other thing was I didn't really have a God. I had a church. I didn't have a God, and... Um, so the power that I knew my whole life was Anita. And um, guess what? I, it wasn't working. I can say now that I'm a former master manipulator, but I shouldn't say master because master would imply that I could do it well. Nothing ever conformed to my plan. So expectations, oh. When I did my resentments, everybody that they weren't following my script. And um, this Christmas is an example. I just can't get over how, without any help from Anita J, this is going to be a marvelous Christmas. I didn't know. I know I live in an independent living place, and everybody has been saying all week. So where are you going? Are you going to be here? Are you going to la 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 la? And I kept saying, I know I'm going to be somewhere, but I don't know where. I have two children and um, couldn't control them. Thank God for them, huh? But the point is, it all fell into place without me lifting a finger or saying, why don't we do this or that, including... One granddaughter I have and a couple of three grandsons, but suddenly the granddaughter says, "Uh, Nana, um, and I'm the only one that goes to a church. Um, I feel the need kind of to start Christmas by going to a church. And she did the research on both churches I've gone to during their lifetime, and uh, 
It's all in place now. I never did a thing. And I'm trusting that. And now I'll be going for dinner on, after the service. And then the next day to my son's. I, I just can't get over it. And I realize now, if I had just let go sooner, but I didn't. And you know what they say, you will not wish to regret the past. I think I don't. I feel like maybe it's all the sweeter because it's happened later. And um, with that, I pass. And, you know, whatever you're celebrating, there's three different things going on. Um, (laughs) Blessings to you all, Pat. Blessings to you too, Anita J. Thanks so much for sharing. All right, up next we have Janice S. followed by Reva P. Did I get that right, Janice? Muted. Yes, you did. Good morning, everyone. This is Janice S. like sunshine, and I'm from Tennessee. Um, Thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, This is just amazing what we have read this morning. I, I promise you that I am not standing up in my bed, jumping up and down, even though my share may sound like that I am. Um, this just is, has just got me so excited. To believe in a power greater than themselves to take a certain attitude toward that power. Um, I wrote on the side of my page here, or, or on that in the border of my page, I've written attitude adjustment. You know, all this time I thought AA meant Alcoholics Anonymous, but evidently it also means attitude adjustment. I certainly had to do that uh, when I was becoming recovered. Uh, by the way, I've been recovered for uh, going on about 10 months now. I've not been that long, but I remember that Attitude adjustment was a big part of my recovery or is a big part of my recovery on a daily basis. That greater power thing is is definitely what makes me get through every single day. And sometimes me having that adjustment to remember that I'm not doing it by myself. It is having that adjustment or that attitude toward the power to do certain things simple things, there has been a revolutionary change. Revolutionary is such a big word, and it comes with such a big meaning, and the change is revolutionary. When I look back on the way my life was 10 months ago, number one, I would have never, you would have never convinced me in January and February of this year that today I would be talking to you on this phone call like this, or getting so excited about a certain way words are placed in a book, that's revolutionary. And then they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. A new power, peace, and happiness? I don't even know if I could have told you prior to recovery what true happiness was. I played the part. I, I I had the mask on that made everybody think I was the happiest person in the world. But underneath all the layers of grief and pain and sadness 
and overeating. I wasn't happy. The real me inside, down deep, I didn't know what that meant. Just like I was having a conversation this week with someone and they said something about true hunger. And I was like, what does that even mean? I still have so much weight to lose. I don't know what hunger is. I really don't know. I've always just fed the monster. Time, please. Time, yeah. please. Okay, well, that, I'm going to end it with that, but I'm just so grateful to be here this morning. I'm so grateful that God woke me up and I got here this morning. Mm. Thank you for being right. here and letting me share. I have a wonderful holiday. Thank you. Thanks to you, too, Thanks Janice. Thanks to you, too, Janice. Janice. The, sunshine. the sunshine. You brought up this morning. You brought up this morning. I'm going to have you press star one to mute your phone, and then we're going to move on with Reva P. Good morning to you, Reva. Muted. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. What's really striking me this morning is collapse, despair, and total failure. And it all started with collapse, despair, and total failure with respect to the food. And I tried harder and harder, and it got worse and worse, and it failed more and more. So I knew my world was collapsing when it came to the food and that drove me um, into these rooms. But you know, over the years, collapse and failure um, could be something as, you know, not as life-threatening as our water pump totally breaking and water going all over our basement and them saying they're super busy because it's holidays approaching and their staff are sick and nobody can come. Um, or collapse and failure can be watching uh, my mother decline and, um, and, and be in the dying process and I can't do anything about it. And what do I do? Here, what is, here's what I do. I um, believe in a power greater than myself, step two. I take a certain simple attitude, step three. And I do certain simple things four to nine, and then 10, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12. And what happens? I don't know. Somebody finds a serviceman who comes that day and the water stops leaking. Um, and this power flows into everywhere. House maintenance, personal relationships. I'm a witness to the dying process and I see miracles and I see blessings and I'm able to love my mother right up to the end. Um, how awesome is that? And, um, you know, when things don't go my way, I hit a wall, I'm collapsing, I'm despairing, like it's every day, it's not a one and done thing. And then what happens, I do the simple requirements, and power flows everywhere, everywhere, every aspect of my life. Um, and um, who'd have thought, I really, really thought I'd be here for six months, get myself fixed and get out of here. Um, so, you know, over the years, as people have shared the past few days, I have so much evidence of God's amazing power. And, um, yeah, it is, it's miraculous, but it's not magic. I definitely got to work for it. Um, and with that, I pass. Awesome. Thanks so much, Reva P. Okay. Reva was calling in from Canada this morning. So we're going to take another list of names, but before we do, here's where we're at. We're at We Agnostics on page 50, fourth paragraph down. We are just diving into four sentences. So we started off with, here are thousands of men and women. 
through they were wholeheart they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. So uh, to the best of my ability, one at a time, we'll try and take some names here. Go right ahead. Harriet in Fort Worth. Irini M. Sarah B. Irini. I think it was is it Sarah B. Yes. Okay, perfect. And Leslie. W. Harriet in Fort Worth. I got you, Harriet. Um, Harriet, Irini, Sarah, Leslie, one more person. Let's do it. Who wants to share? Hi, Nancy R. from Illinois. Thanks, Nancy. All right. Here we go, everybody. We have Harriet, Irini, Sarah, Leslie, Nancy. Give me the first initial of your last name, perhaps the state um, that you're calling from so people can find you on the member list. And go right ahead, Miss Harriet. Good to hear from you this one. Harriet, press star one for me. There we go. Are you there? If this is Harriet in Fort Worth, can you hear me? I can now, my friend. Go right ahead. Good morning. Um, my name is Harriet, after my icon, Harriet Tubman, who once said that I would have freed more slaves if they only knew that they were slaves. Today I realize that I am a slave to food. I am a compulsive overeater. And only with the strength of a power greater than myself can I truly be free. There are many areas of my life um, that I am required to wear a crown, uh, my queen, queen crown, and that is mom, wife, president of my company and my own daily confidence as a black woman in America. However, this program requires that I take that crown off, <laughs> surrender it to a power that knows how to rule this day. When it comes to the requirements of why I'm here, it is because I'm a red-blooded American, compulsive overeater. I want all of what's on my plate and also what's on your plate. <laughs> Isn't that American? Yep. That's me. I have to declare that first I have this disease, and it ain't going nowhere. It's actually getting worse every day. Even when I feel on top of the world, it ain't going nowhere. Even when I feel suicidal in a drive through with a bag or a box of food with no nutritional value that will kill me, it still ain't going nowhere. I'm a compulsive overeater. The tender, loving care that my higher power wants to bestow on me has to come with my agreement that maybe I don't know how to take care of myself. Maybe I've reached a point in my life that God wants to speak with me directly every single day to align me with my purpose, even when I'm sick as a dog, even when I'm well. I get sick a lot, and during that time, I want to believe that my higher power can't use me, doesn't want anything to do with me. But what I know is that when I'm at my weakest, it is when my higher power, God, is strongest. All I have to do is realize in that area of my life of being a compulsive overeater, I have to put my crown and tiara down, my strongest will, and surrender it to a power that loves me deeply and wants me to live a life free beyond my wildest dreams. Acting is, eating is an act of worship to the God of my understanding. 
to choose to submit my will to God in the way that I take substance into my body is the highest form of bonding with my higher power. I have two eyes to see, two ears to hear, but I only have one mouth. And so I get only a chance to watch what goes into it and what comes out of it. Today, the power that is beyond my understanding asked me to worship in this way for the rest of my life, one day at a time, so that I can walk hand in hand with my creator to live the purpose that is bigger and wider than what I could ever understand. I'm blessed to be here in the fellowship with those that do this program. Thank you, and I pass. Perfect timing. Thanks so much, Harriet from Fort Worth. Up next, we have Arini M. Good morning to you, Arini. Good morning. Thank you, Jen, so much for your service. Hmm. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. How can I not give credit where credit is due? I came into this program disconnected and lost, and my spiritual journey started by getting connected to a power greater than myself and then having this willingness to go to any lengths to get connected with the right source of power was the answer to all of my problems. And it's about being guided by this awesome power and receiving strength to do the things that I could never do on my own and to be comforted and inspired. And no matter what's going on, I'm still moving forward and toward that direction, which was meant for me to be at peace, to be happy and free and no longer feeling restless, irritable, and discontent. Yes, don't get me wrong, I do feel that many a times, but I don't live there. And this is what it means to be in the fellowship of the Spirit. Uh, On page 25, it talks about the solution to our problem. There's a solution. There's an answer. And there's a simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet that is going to rocket us into this fourth dimension. It says the great fact, which means the truth and the truth always sets us free. And it continues to say that we had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life. That's amazing that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. And what a statement. You know, what a truth, what a promise, these words, these words that have so much power. And our purpose becomes God's purpose. And this is the transformation from what? From self-centered to God-centered. You know, we're, we're reborn into what God would have us be. And this is done to us and not by us. So how beautiful is that? And this is how change happens by accepting this gift of new life. All we have to do is open up our hearts, open up our minds, and just accept this love. And this is the love. The love is the power 
God is the power that transforms us, that changes us. Then once we have this beautiful gift, we become this gift. We become love. We become peace. We become good energy. And then we pass this gift on to others. And how beautiful is that? I thank you and I pass. Thank you so much, Irene from New York. Up next, we have Sarah B., followed by Leslie W. Hey, Sarah, good morning to you. Good morning. This is Sarah B., a compulsive overeater from Portland, Maine. Can you hear me all right? Go right ahead. Okay. Um, I'm doing it, man. I'm talking on this thing uh, like once a week, really trying to become a part of the group and have my voice be heard and known. And that in itself, the willingness to do that is a lot of grace after years and years and years of just treating this like a podcast. And I um, went last night to my daughter had a latke party for Hanukkah, which in itself is such a miracle that she is continuing a tradition that I did her whole life and that she wants to do that and that I kind of don't have to do that but then I showed up and she was behind it was her first time cooking a seven pound roast and all this kind of stuff and the miracle was that I'm on I was on day 11 of abstinence yesterday and I was able to cook a lot of food that I can't eat um, just with real immunity and that is a miracle. That is God doing for me what I can't do for myself. I was so present with her friends. And the fact that I can be with her friends who are not clean and sober <laughs> and just be really loving to them and loved by them and be of service like that and to just not want the food at all and feel so present and full of love is a total gift of this abstinence. And the abstinence itself is absolute miraculous grace. Um, I know that because I've been trying to get it for 30 years. So this group is very helpful to me. Every morning I wake up and it's the first thing I do is dial in. And I'm so grateful you're all here. And I'm grateful to be on day 12 of abstinence. Thank you so much. All right. We're rejoicing with you. Keep coming back. This is awesome. Sarah B. from Maine. Up next, we have Leslie W., followed by Nancy R. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Jen. This is Leslie W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Tennessee. And what I noticed about this paragraph in particular is um, the action, the verbs. You know, there are certain things that, that I must do in order to achieve a revolutionary change in my way of living and thinking. And there's four action words, there's four verbs here. I have to first declare my belief. I have to to come to belief. Then I have to take a certain attitude, which for me is an attitude of trust in in my God. And to do, number four, to do certain simple things. Uh, For me, that's the steps. And then, you know, there through that step work and through um, through certain actions, which are different, I suppose, for all of us, but also the same. You know, um, for me, with my food, it's it's um, it's accountability. Um, 
is structure. And then also honesty with my fellows and a willingness to just be vulnerable um, <clears throat> and to, to check myself, to check my behavior with God and with others. And I have had revolutionary changes um, as a result. You know, one of the biggest changes in me is that I can admit my wrongs, which I could never do before, and take responsibility from my actions. And I can release others from an expectation for them to, to like or love me or be in a relationship with me. Um, I can detach. I can trust God more fully. And I can stop expecting others to do for me what I should do for myself. Um, you know, God never pulled the fork out of my mouth. So that was something that, that, that I had to do um, for myself. And thank God for this program of action, which, re, which is laid out for me, uh, a person like me. I need it. So with that, I pass. Thank you, my friend. Leslie W. from Tennessee. And up next, we're going to have Nancy R. Good morning, Nancy. Where are you calling in from today? Hi, good morning. It's Nancy R. from uh, Northwest Illinois. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. <sighs> Grateful to be on this meeting with all of you. Um, you know, it uh, to take a certain attitude towards that power and uh, what I was taught was that that attitude needed to be willingness um, and to do certain things. And when I have that willingness and I'm willing to do certain things, I have a revolutionary change in my way of living and thinking. Um, and, you know, uh, God's in charge. I'm his agent. I'm to do the work that my higher power is asking me to do today. And whew, um, some days my will is much more um, prevalent, powerful uh, than, uh, than my willingness to surrender. And this morning I've just been back and forth and back and forth, like surrender and then, no, I want this my way. And then, okay, God, I can't do this. I need to let it go and surrender. And then like thinking about what's going on and how it's not right and how I should go um, interrupt what's happening and just do what I want to do about changing what's happening around here this morning. And um you know, thankfully, I haven't acted on that, but uh, I am restless, irritable, and discontent because I want my way. And um, God, thank goodness for these steps in this program. And I do a 10th step when the meeting's over because I um, don't have to, uh, yay, I don't have to live like this. I don't have to um, stay in this compulsion. Um, I get to get relief. I get to come back to um, this revolutionary lost my page revolutionary change in the way of my living and thinking um, yeah that's what I want um, and sometimes the process is uh, painful um, so thanks uh, that's all I have today
Thanks so much, Nancy R. from Illinois. We appreciate your share today. Okay, folks, we have a couple more minutes. We have two two-minute shares. Who wants to split those? Pamela P. Pamela P. Tatiana yeah, from R. Pennsylvania. And Tatiana R. From Maryland. All right, go right ahead, Pamela P. You have two minutes. Go for it. Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Um, so I got that it um definitely um um a solution and you know it all about the program and doing the program every day to the best of my ability and using my higher power in the the harder part of the program. So yesterday was horrible because I was um in the situation, you know, I was around someone that triggered me constantly and I couldn't you know, I had to be there, you know, and um, it, they were horrible in life. And so I'm just trying, you know, I relapsed. So I'm just trying to get my day one back and my confidence back. But maybe not too much my confidence, but, the, you know, getting, you know, just getting back in the program. The program worked, but it's not easy. To me, the program not easy. And you got to do it constantly, especially I do it early in the morning and just um, throughout the day. So I thank God for my sponsor. And I'm I'm just, just struggling. And I see a lot of resentment in certain things, I, I, you know, concerning my program. So I really thank God for my partner. And I got to understand his feelings, too, because he don't have this disease. I can't expect him to be like he had it. He don't. Um, so it's just been hard. The last twenty, the last twenty-four hours were horrible yesterday, and I'm just trying to get back, to, you know, on my routine today. And I'm just praying to God. Uh, this disease could consume you so easily, but thank God for God and thank God for program. I thank God for this meeting. I listened to an hour of the recording meeting yesterday. I only come toward the end of me and get the sale ID. And I listened to the recording meeting another time. It was Can so nice to hear. Thank you. It was nice to hear the whole meeting where I, I was cleaning in the kitchen. We're a dangerous place. So thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Keep coming back, sister. Keep taking action. Then we have Tatiana R. You're going to take us out. Tatiana, you have a minute and a half. Can you do it? Press star one, Tatiana. Oh, shoot. Tatiana R. from Maryland. Okay, so go right ahead. Mm -hmm. In this paragraph, um, so you came to believe the power greater than themselves. And that power that helps eventually when you submit into it to revolutionarily change the way of your living and thinking. For me, um, I am very strong-willed and codependent. And my obsession with food came through the when I tried to help and to my everybody else my family my children my husband 
and things doesn't didn't go well or things challenged and next thing you know um food was the one that made me feel better when things is not going my way so in this paragraph and realization of the power is available for me to change my thinking to change my living instead of concentrating changing somebody else i actually have a problem and i have a power um to work with my power by submitting and allowing him to make me to realizing that i don't need to change anybody i have to work uh, on myself and that change of living really make me to see things a little bit differently um and allowing me to work um, the steps and trying to get better and bring that what is promising here is the hope and the happiness and um, things that I am so longing for um, to be eventually um, free, you know, be free mm. from compulsive eating, um, compulsive controlling, um, compulsive worrying and trying to change Frankly? something. Something, something more than I can even handle it. And with that to be said, I'm thanking for this program and for all your sharing. Uh, this is Tatiana R. Thanks, Tatiana R. from Maryland. Great way to close us out, that hope of the program and the 12 steps. And thanks to everyone who shared on this amazing meeting. Please show us, sh join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Get your pen and paper out because here's the share ID for today if you didn't get to hear the whole thing for Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. That's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's 19,775. That's 19775. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164. Barb W., go right ahead. Good morning, Barb W., gratefully recovered in Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely for, of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.